0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're
1: listening to Jonesy and Brown. Both
2: of
3: you are crazy. crazy.
2: Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jonesy and Brown show. My name is John Brown. To my side is my partner, Mike Jones. Mike, we we had a whole show planned. We're coming up on uh the second week of college football. We were all ready to talk co- college football. Everything that was going on. Penn State, big, well, their first game of the season. I'm not quite sure if you want to call it a big game, but we will get we will get to that. But As we got ready to sit down to record this podcast on a Tuesday evening, breaking news comes across our desk. Good friend of ours, Keith Pompey, reports that Ben Simmons is done. He is done with the Sixers. He tells his agent to tell the Sixers he does not want to come back to the team. He wants out. And he wants out so bad that he will not report the training camp. That has now been the talk of social media. So I talked to you, talked to our good friend Javon Alford, and I said, we got to talk about this. We, I want your opinions on this. So here, I'm I'm going to turn turn it over to you. We have talked about this.
1: Don't, don't turn it over to me. Don't, keep, don't, keep going. Oh, oh, G- give, oh. give me a minute.
2: Oh, you need a minute.
1: I need a minute.
2: Okay, okay. Well, here's the thing. We have talked about this a couple of times this summer. Talked about it since the season ended. One of the things that I said was about Ben Simmons, and I consider myself a Ben Simmons fan, Mm -hmm. but I felt like this was the first time in Ben Simmons' basketball playing career where he was forced to look at the fact that the team's shortcomings fall on his shoulders. He has always been somebody who, whether it had been in high school, whether it had been in college, had been the be- considered right. the best player on the team. And I'm now, ready you, now. Now you look – I'll, I'll let you jump in. Let me, let me finish my point. I'll let you jump mm-hmm. in. Now Ben Simmons, for the first time in his life, is looking at a team that fell short, and nobody's trying to give him a pass anymore. People are looking at him and saying, "Hey, this team did not come. This team did not uh, reach its potential. It did not go as far as it was supposed to. It did not go as far as it was expected to." And you know what, hey, bruh, it's your fault. And the pressure was on from there. Was could Ben Simmons be the guy? To say, hey, you know what, to look at himself, say, hey, this is what I could have done differently. Let me work on that and come back next season. I don't know if he's done that. I don't know if he's ready to do that. But what it does seem to be, what what seems to be the case now is he ain't trying to do it here in Philly.
1: So, yeah, I just gave you 10 seconds of dead air. That's great radio.
2: I appreciate that. No problem.
1: Now, that being said, I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to begin on this until I heard you a second ago say that Ben Simmons is now forced to face the reality that a team fell short and it's his fault.
2: Okay,
1: That's what I thought was going to happen. That's not what happened. Ben Simmons has not faced that reality. But instead of shouldering the blame for his part in what happened, Ben Simmons has com- consistently deflected from an inter- interview. I don't know if you remember the interview with D. Lineham that was done right after the season ended. And he makes the statement, I am who I am and things like that. He didn't own it getting down to the point where he's now saying he feels betrayed by Doc Rivers and Joel B, because they didn't give him glowing praise after he underperformed in the playoffs, and now he feels betrayed, he doesn't get it. He clearly doesn't get it. The only way you can t- convince me that he gets it Is that if actually all of this was an intentional diabolical plot to get forced to force his way out of Philly? I'm just not going to shoot any shots until they have to get rid of me. That's the only other way you can tell me that he gets it is that he did this on purpose. That's where I am at right now.
2: Do you think that's what it was?
1: I'm not ready to go that far yet. Mm -hmm. But if we see him come out next year playing for some California team and all of a sudden his game is the complete package free throws, jump shots and everything else i'm going to feel some kind of way about it
2: but wouldn't that be a testament of the fact that he did sent he did what what we expected him to what we wanted him to do at least we wanted him to come out we wanted him to spend an off season training we wanted him to you know we wanted him to get better. We wanted him to do the things that he did not do in the Atlanta series.
1: Mm-hmm. So but if- see. The thing, the thing is, though, with this, it's not that we wanted him to get better. I can live with a guy who needs to get better. He didn't want to do it at all for Philly. And that's where it becomes problematic. Philly has lived with guys like Iguadala and Eric Snow, whose jump shots weren't great. But what you can't live with in the NBA is a perimeter player who's unwilling to shoot the ball. And then, for some reason, his free throw percentage, which was already not great mid-60s during the regular season, pretty much gets cut in half in the postseason. I can't can't live with that with my primary ball handler. If all of a sudden he gets to a new team and everything is all roses... I'm going to feel like he just wanted to get out of Philly the whole time. That's what I'm going to feel like.
2: And I'm and, and, and I'm with you. And maybe call me naive because I don't want to. I don't want to think that. I don't want to believe because that's just the ultimate sucker move. That's that, that's just some punk stuff right there. But I'm I'm
1: not, and I'm not going there as yeah, far as to say that yet. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what it will feel like if that's what were to happen.
2: But I, 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 honestly, I feel like Ben coming out now, saying what he has said. If if this is if this is the case, and and part of me, and this might be the naive part, because part of me is like, you know, I, I still don't want this to be true. But ain't too much, you know. It is what it is. Because now I'm, now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a Philly guy making this, this, uh, this, uh, breaking this story. Mm-hmm. It was one thing when you're hearing bleacher report reported and it's some you know it's some random guy on bleacher report not necessarily a name that you've heard of
1: No, Keith cop
2: Keith Keith Pompe- Pompe- is plugged into the tent yeah yeah you know uh we had, uh there was a story a couple of weeks ago by a guy i'm a i'm am i'm I'm not putting his name out there forget that guy but anyway <laughs> he uh he posted a story that he said. Uh, ben Simmons is not talking to anybody on the team. He cut off communication with mm-hmm. the team, and i I'm not gonna call I'm not gonna call that guy a liar. Mm-hmm. That's not what I, I'm going to do. In retrospect, that
1: report might, probably yeah, seems he, fairly he, accurate. Yeah,
2: he he might be right. I'm not gonna call that guy a liar, but I'm what, what I'm saying is I'm I wasn't sure how much I believe that because I okay. don't know how much that guy is connected to the team. You know, here's a guy on the other mm-hmm. side of the country telling, you know, trying to say, "Hey, this is what's going." This is a guy on the other side of the country who does not necessarily follow the everyday Sixers like a Keith Pompey.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm, like I said, I'm not gonna call that guy a liar, but I didn't really, I didn't necessarily believe it. I took, I took that story with a grain of salt. But now that we are here, now that we are at this point, a Philly guy has said it. Now I'm just like, all right. They're con- he's. I don't know if this is the right play because I've, I, I at this point you know it's like this is this has Ben saying hey you know what You're, this has Ben you know basically quoting the great Mike Jones screw the team go in <laughs> forget the team mm-hmm. because on one hand Ben Simmons is looking at a team. That basically has said, hey, man, we're we, we going to try and get rid of you. We'd like to move you. Mm-hmm. We want to move you. We just ain't going to move you for no BS. This ain't going I, to- now, but now he
1: kind of put them in a yeah, situation where.
2: Well, you got, now you got to take whatever you can get.
1: And at this point, if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking for the best offer I could get. I don't care what team it is if it's, or if it's yeah. a team you're happy with.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The,
1: because the other layer to this story is that apparently Rich Paul, the reports are, it's being reported that Rich Paul is saying, all, in addition, that any deal for Ben Simmons, he wants it to incl- include Tyrese Maxey as well so that all of his clients are out of Philadelphia. At which point, if we're saying the bridge is burned, everything else with that relationship, that agent, I'm sending you wherever we, I want, it, wherever I can get the best for it, yeah. for you. And I could care less what you, yeah. how you feel about it if that's the position you're going to put us in as a team. Yeah. If you were trying to work with us, mm-hmm. you would have stayed quiet about that. This would never be public. And we could and, work this deal. And we could work a deal.
2: We could work but, a deal. I, to <clears> me, <throat> I, to, me I, to me, I felt like, hey, you know what? My... In my t- my take had been, in fact, it, hold on before I, before I even do that, let me bring in let, let me bring in somebody else. We need another voice in this. Let's bring in my man Javon offer Javon's here. Yes. <laughs> straight straight from uh, straight from DK Nation. Wanted to bring Javon in, but basically, the point that I, the point that I was making was now that you now the Sixers have to get the. The best deal possible. I mean, I think at, before Ben said anything, before before Ben said anything, he uh, Sixer was like, "Look, you know what? We want to we want to move you. We're not t- we're not necessarily giving up, but we want the best deal possible. We're not going to trade you for no BS." This isn't going to be folks. This isn't going to be Okafor. This isn't going to be Nerlings. We need to get the best deal possible. Now, you know, they've now turned, beggars can't be choosers now. Teams know that, you know, before I was, before I was sitting there, was, I'm, I'm sitting there like, I don't want Buddy Heal. Don't want De'Aaron Fox. I'm like, Give me Bradley Bill. Give me Dame Lillard. Now, at this point, hey, you know, if you can get a Buddy Hill, then die. You know, if, if you can get a De'Aaron Fox, oh, oh, okay. I kept on hearing Minnesota when it was, was, was high on Ben Simmons. I don't know anybody other than Carl Anthony Towns. I would want on Minnesota.
1: Not to and, tell, I, and would and you I, really want Carl Anthony no, Towns? Does, no, that fix, no. does that fill a need
2: for you? No. Well, but what I'm saying is, when I look at that roster of players, I would trade a Ben Simmons for. Mm-hmm. That's number one on the list, and I'm not quite sure. I want that. You know, I wouldn't want that.
1: Yeah, if you trade for Carl Anthony Towns, that means you're looking yeah. to make another trade right after.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a <laughs> team full of big men all over again. Mm-hmm. And we, we we saw that didn't work. But I got... got the, Mr. Family Man. Mr. Family Man got the family dog in the room with him. I'm not mad at you.
1: Hey, man. What'd the dog do? got beef with Ben Simmons, too. Exactly.
5: He probably does.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, but, real- what I was saying, though, John, right before you hopped on, Javon was at mm-hmm. this point with Ben Simmons having basically making public this trade request and bottoming out his value, if I'm the Sixers, where I may have been willing to work with him and his agent to try to find a deal that is good for everyone, now at this point where you've bottomed out your value and as if the reports are accurate that Rich Paul has made a request to get maxi out of philadelphia as well to get all of his pair his clients out of the city if that relationship is completely blown why do i care about accommodating ben simmons send him wherever i i can get the best value for me and forget what makes him happy and i think ben simmons in that aspect may have hurt himself as well
5: oh yeah for sure i think it definitely uh hurt simmons in that like you said like he didn't need to go public with the trade request. Everybody knew what it was. <laughs> like, ever mm-hmm. since it was Game 7, everybody knew what it was. Like, you didn't want to be here and it was, you didn't want to be here to obvious. But now, when you see that and, you know, you, I think, I don't know what else the report said. I, did, I know, did the report mentioned that he wanted to go to, like, three California teams or something. Any California with, team. Yeah, so now you're making, first you put the request out there, then you try to dictate saying, now you, mm-hmm. you want to go to these California yeah. teams. is you can't do that. It don't
1: work. Not coming off a performance where you're the one who underachieved. It's not like and, you were in a right. in a situation where a team's underachieving around you and you're a known superstar commodity.
5: Right. You're, you're almost like the weak link.
2: Yeah. He's basically... On a, on a contending team. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, I mean, it's basically the exact opposite. You know, you're talking about... This isn't a star player on a team that underperformed. This is mm-hmm. the guy who underperformed. You're mm-hmm. playing... You're, is this the play you want to make after your co-star? You, you, you know, the other cornerstone of this team was putting up thirty and ten on one leg. Yeah, is this the play you want to make now?
5: I is mean, this, think think about this. Whoever he goes, he's not going to have a Joel and be next to him anymore. No, like. Ugh. So then now for then, we'll really see what he's really, yeah. you know, made of on the basketball court, you know, if he really is that one that one A, you know, star, superstar ish, you know, player. Because without Joel Embiid, now his we already know he have offensive, you know, deficiencies. Now without Embiid, those deficiencies become, you know, much more <laughs> wide scale. Of a, of a major issue in the uh-huh. problem of not shooting. Because with beat on the floor, you're like, all right, we don't have to worry about Simmons because Embiid, you know, is, is going to shoot. Even Tobias Harris, he's still going to shoot. He might go eight for 24 once some night, but he's still going to shoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Without with – now, if, if you move Simmons to – Simmons goes elsewhere, now those things are in the open, in the glare, and – for him, like I said, for him to make those requests, I just think it was, it was it's just ridiculous. Didn't need to go public with that. Now that just fuels the fire of now, you know, when is he going to get moved? It's not going to be matter if it's going to be when. Because training camp, I think, starts September 28th, I think. So, mm-hmm. about a month. About yeah, month? About, a month. about a month. So, we'll see if the Sixers do make a move, but the Sixers, again, like I think, like y'all said before, you know, they don't have to move. <laughs> they, can, they can wait this out for as long as they want, and it's just going to make, you know, it's just going to make the Simmons side of things, Rich Paul side of things, just look worse. Uh, this uh, isn't an Anthony Davis situation. Exactly.
2: What's, what's, what's crazy is this, and, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it. Another friend of the show, Dio Royster, had said on Twitter, because he, he kind of he took aim and took issue with Rich Paul. And I think you know Rich Paul is a hot name, and right, rightfully so, rightfully so. But here, you know his his actual talent as an agent is coming into question now, because mm-hmm. it's one thing it, it, it's one thing to get what you need with LeBron. Yes, you have power with LeBron because it's LeBron, mm-hmm. you know. And how much credit does Rich Paul get? because his number 1 client is LeBron. Yeah. But now here you now how do you play this? You know, you got to you, know, you have to do right for Ben Simmons. Because if you if you play this wrong, they ship him off to some team where now, you know, where his goods are damaged, you know, forever. Because Dow Moore is like, look, he's like, okay, I, we I was trying to move you but I'm not gonna rush now that you said trade me, right? <laughs> and, I th- and 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 honestly, it's like if you're going to force Simmons and Maxi out of town, because I believe that they might have thought this team might have thought, hey, you know what? If we move on from Ben Simmons as our point guard, maybe Tyrese Maxi is the answer. Maybe he's the next guy. So now you want us to trade. Our starting point guard and the point guard we thought could be our future, right? Out of here, you know, it, it, you know,
1: because apparently the organization was so cruel and mean to Ben Simmons. But, I, it seemed to me like they tried to coddle him and every step of the way. So, at this point, how are you going to try to tell me after consistent? underperforming performing mm-hmm. that the team was mistreating you. How does that work? Is that really the point we've come to now?
2: And I yeah. feel and I I feel like there there have been times in the past when you look at these when you look at these team versus uh team versus player conflicts. Where mm-hmm. there there are times when you kinda look at the player and you take the player's side. Like okay, mm-hmm. maybe he has a point yeah. here. Maybe you know this team did this guy wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean you you look at you you look at Dame like Dame Lillard situation. If Dame Lillard wants out of Portland, how many people are blaming Dame Lillard? Nobody. He, he's done. <clears throat> he, but Dame is
1: spit, has went through his rookie contract, and resigned the extension, yep. gave everything, left it all on the floor, played with no fear, and they didn't put talent around yeah, him. Yes. To maximize his abilities, yeah. So Ben Simmons cannot say they not have talent around him at any point during his career, except possibly that first season when they're coming out of the process and they're still trying to fill in with shooters and things to try to find ways to make it work. They were net. They never just sat pat and said, "Well, we got Ben Simmons, so we don't have to add anything to it."
2: But that's but that's just it. The whole the whole country, the whole world. Has watched them try to build a winner around Simmons and Embiid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some things did not work. You know, uh, uh, drafting Fultz instead of Tatum. Okay, that didn't work. All right, trying to trying to get big men to play with. You know, that did not work. Didn't work. But they st- there were still moves. You, you 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 trade a Dario and a and a. Uh, Robert Covington, you bring in a Jimmy Butler. You bring in an alpha dog like a Jimmy Butler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even the season when you bring Jimmy Butler, then you tr- you trade a promising rookie like Landry Schammett to the Clippers to bring in Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Jimmy leaves. Okay, what do you do? You try to bring in another guard like a Jason... uh, uh a Josh, Richardson. A Josh Richardson.
4: Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm.
2: That didn't work. Okay, what do you do? You flip him for Seth Curry. Yeah. You bring in a veteran with a pedigree, like a, uh, like a Danny Green. Yep. So this it's not like like the track record is there. Mm-hmm. This is not like you can sit here and say, "Hey, man, Darryl Morey wasn't trying to win with me." You're not mm-hmm. gonna win the public. Op- you're not gonna win in the court a court of public opinion here. This isn't a game. This isn't a game. Or even the previous.
5: Situation. Yeah. <laughs> or even the previous, you know. You know, or um, front office with Elton Brand, you can't say even a, a
2: rookie GM, a rookie GM wouldn't made those made moves. Yeah, he did. Like Elton mm-hmm. Brand brought in Jimmy Butler. Elton Brand brought in Tobias Harris. And you know, those those are deals he made. Guy front, a guy you played with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and,
1: and and to be clear, Jimmy Butler, by according to all reports, left because of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons.
2: So to, but but to me, you know, once again, that, that comes that comes back to Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rich Paul got to get this right, and I'm not quite sure if he's playing this the right way. Mm-mm. Because it's not they're not going to just they're not going to just hand him to Golden State.
1: You can't leverage every client as if they're LeBron James. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. I think you know I I, I think. For me, and I have always been. Well, I shouldn't say I've always been, but for the for a, for a long time, I've been a long time LeBron supporter. I, I've been a fan, and I've I've been somebody who feels like players should take more, players should take more ownership.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not saying every move that LeBron teams have made have been the right moves, but I I I respect players who take more who who. Take ownership of their brand. Who take ownership of yep. who of their legacy? Who say, "Hey, you know what? I'm here. I need you guys to build a winner around me." And even say, "Hey, you know what? If I'm out here filling these seats, if I'm selling these jerseys, these are the players I want. Come get them." Mm-hmm. Yep. But what I'm saying is, all right, just like just like uh, the both of you said, Ben Simmons ain't LeBron. <laughs> ben, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Bottom line is any team, even at, as old as LeBron is now if LeBron was like look man y'all built y'all need to get me a B and C or I'm out most teams are going to be like look I'm gonna at least get you a and B if C don't work I'll get you a viable D I mean they got a D yeah they got another AD.
5: another Rich Paul client and but 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 look what New Orleans did in that situation though mm-hmm. New Orleans didn't bend they took literally everything Every- out of out of L mm-hmm. A. Mm-hmm. for him Yep. Like you really want this move? Okay, Exactly. we're yep. gonna
1: take every everything we, we can get. exactly, yep. mm-hmm.
2: exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And now you know somebody. You like you want us to take Ben Simmons? I mean, I I think the the bottom line is like I I I, I think you you want a Ben Simmons, you 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 want a, a Tyrese Maxey, but the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, people are gonna look at that Atlanta series. Mm-hmm. People won't yeah. look. People won't look at Ben Simmons passing up that shot to uh, Tyrese Maxey.
1: All, all, all by position is simple. I feel like, yes, players should take ownership. Yes, when players have opportunity to use their leverage to better their careers, sure. That the NBA allows it now, great, but. You have to be realistic with yourself as a player Mm -hmm. about who you are and what your game is in order to truly exert any leverage that you may have. And to be honest, this actually is is not probably, definitely the second story Within the last couple months, I've heard about Rich Paul misusing, misunderstanding what leverage he might have with a client. Is mm-hmm. looking at the Nerl- Nerlens Noel situation where he's being oh. sued now mm-hmm. because Nerlens—he had Nerlens—he advised what Noel to overplay his hand, and he ended up falling short mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for Ben Simmons' sake. Not. I would simply say I hope this is not a repeat of that type of situation Mm -hmm. where a guy is, for lack of a better term, receiving bad counsel and overplaying his hand. So um, who else did that happen to recently? It wasn't a Rich Paul client, but Dennis Schroeder Mm -hmm. overplayed his hand. And so this is a thing that can happen when you're not getting the soundest of advice. Now, granted, Diddy Schroeder may come back a year later, ball out of his mind, and get the big deal he's hoping for. Mm -hmm. I doubt it, but it's possible. Nerland's the wealth now feels like he lost out on 50 million. And the future, who knows what's going to happen with Ben Simmons if he overplays his hand here.
5: Do we think that when we talk about rich ball clients, do we think my um Harrell also got like bad counseling? Cause remember he was the six man of the year, mm-hmm. you know, coming out the bubble and then what he takes the two years and $18 million with the Lakers. And I think and what, doesn't like, it doesn't even like, play. Yeah. He barely, <laughs> He goes from six man a year to barely playing. And then, Hey, you get shipped off now to go mm-hmm. to Washington. Like,
1: yeah these guys are for whatever reason overplaying their hand and it's becoming a trend like mm-hmm. yes you see these guys who have leverage who truly are top 5 top 10 yes. players able to exert a certain amount of power mm-hmm. but whoever's in your group in your in your circle needs sure. to be able to give these people good advice like exactly you might not have that same type of leverage that LeBron or Anthony Davis or KD had. You don't have James Harden leverage.
5: Shoot, you don't even got Embiid leverage if you've been Simmons. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that, I think, is going to be the hard part for these guys who, as we know, to be successful in pro sports, there has to be at least a certain level of confidence and ego there. Yes. So trying to then put the ego aside and be objective with yourself mm-hmm. about what type of position you have is a difficult thing.
2: Exactly. Sorry, I was having a little mic trouble there. I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so but, I, I just think these guys need to be careful of what kind of counsel they're receiving.
2: No, nah, and I, I... But to to the point that I that I was making, I think that this put, this could definitely be make-or-break deal for Rich Paul. Because now, because I think, honestly, you could have poo-pooed the whole Ner- Nerland's Noel thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Nerland
2: said, all right, yeah, I had a big deal on the table that got jacked up for, for Rich Paul. And, and you could easily be like, yeah, who, really? You know, it, you, you you could have scoffed at that but mm-hmm. now you're looking at this if this if now you're looking at this and you're saying okay maybe there's something there you talk about Nerlens you talk about Montrez uh Harold and maybe you put Ben Simmons on a higher level cuz Ben Simmons is a perennial all-star Ben Simmons is somebody who's been on you know pro- probably of of those three Ben Simmons is the best player Regardless yeah. of what you think of the last series, yeah. mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is the, is the best player out of all out of all of those guys. You fall short. You you come up short here. You put Ben Simmons in a in a position where he then goes like if you trade say you trade Ben Simmons to a Sacramento, mm-hmm. and Sacramento has to give up De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Hill to get him, or to, or Halliburton or Halliburton. Halliburton too the hell is Sacramento going to do you're going to a a fit you're going from a 48 49 win team to Sacramento where you're now the guy Mm -hmm. you went from having a borderline all-star in Tobias Harris yep the best center in the game in Joel Embiid yep and one of the best coaches in the one of the best coaches whether you like him or not I'm just saying record wise in Doc, mm-hmm. in, in Doc Rivers yeah and then you're going to Sacramento mm-hmm. to Luke Walton <laughs> to Luke Walton where you might just meet his pop uh, uh, you know that that there there's your, I there's won't your...
1: allow the Luke Walton slander <laughs> no slander no slander no 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 Luke Walton shit. actually knows basketball
2: okay I'm not going to, I'm not going to dispute you on that. I'm I'm i hey, being... Whether
1: or not he's a great motivator, he knows okay. basketball. This is, this is, okay. this is true, this okay. is true. And there's levels to that, there's levels mm-hmm. to that. No, but, but, man, this, this whole Ben Simmons thing kind it's, it really just doesn't make sense to me on multiple levels. But anyway, we've been here talking Ben Simmons all the time, all oh, for the first segment. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown, Mike Jones, John Brown. We got Javon Alfred with us. And we're digging into this Ben Simmons trade request. I, I'm i baffled by it, how it went down. Not so much that he wanted out, but that it, he's trying to find himself in a, an improved situation. And at the same time, ruining his leverage. I don't know how that happens.
2: Once again, it comes. I think it comes down to the 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 the, the counsel that you're getting.
1: <laughs> oh man, a deal Royster, you got me laughing with that one. Mm-hmm. It, the, oh, hold on, let me uh, throw, let me throw, let me throw that comment said, up there. It Says Luke Walton knows basketball in the sense that he can walk into a sporting goods store and say, "Hey, that's, <laughs> that's a, a basketball." basketball. <laughs>
2: It's messed up, man. First of all, oh, if, if, if if Dio wanted in, he should have called, you know. We can get you we in. We can get you in. <laughs> we can get you in. Yo, if you're a if you're watching, yo, holler at me on Twitter. Holler at me on Twitter, and we'll, we'll let you jump in this conversation real quick. All right. But but nonetheless, this this comes down to how this plays out. I honestly, you know, we the last time you and I, Jonesy, last time you and I talked, we had mm-hmm. said that we still believe that this could be salvageable. A week ago, this was not ideal, but it was salvageable.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, if need be, it wouldn't have been the end of the world if Ben Simmons came back two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ideal, but it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Now it's an impossibility. Mm-hmm. And that may have been Ben Simmons' goal in, all, in this, this story being coming public the way it has, is to make sure it's an impossibility for him to come back. But outside of forcing the Sixers' hand to move him, I don't see how it helps him get where he wants to go beyond just ensuring that it's not Philadelphia.
5: But that's the thing. Where does he want to go? Because it's not... I think because the way that the you know report comes, it just says I he just wants to go to three California teams. So it's mm-hmm. like, do you want to go to California to win or... No, he wants to California, California for the lifestyle. lifestyle. Right, exactly. So now, since I know it back in my head, right, I'm not going to give you the Golden State. I'm not sending you to L.A. I'll send you mm. to Sacramento. So... Exactly. <laughs> sure. I'll send you to Sacramento without... And without I'm going to try to gut their roster to do ex- it. Ex- exactly. And if I really want to be smart, I might send you to Minnesota. I mean,
1: Mm -hmm. why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. Anywhere in the Western Conference, that works for me. You want to go to San Antonio?
5: I'll send you to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They, They might not have much, but I'll take them for their young players. It's just, like you said, for him to pull this, for him and just that entire circle to pull that type of power play was just very just... I don't, I don't want to say it was uncalled for, but it was just kind of just like really, and then like we talked about, you know, bringing Maxi into the fold, saying like, mm-hmm. saying basically to the effect of like, we don't, you know, he don't want both his clients here, and saying, you know, talking about organization, they organizations reached out to Maxi to want to do things with on partnerships, and basically saying no, nah, basically don't do that. Like, <laughs> like you said, counselor, why would you, and if it's true, inform? Your client that who could become the starting point guard of a team that's a playoff contender on a yearly basis, and that's coming off
2: a good summer league at that. Hmm. Tyrese Maxey needs to get as far away from Rich Paul as possible. <laughs> don't worry about being in Space Jam Three. Don't worry about Don't worry about being on any HBO specials. But it's I mean, always
5: like that in every sport, though. Every sport, you can say that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, football was Drew Rosen, football Drew Rosenhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball Scott Boris is like, you don't want to be around these guys because it's like either it's going to be sink or swim.
2: Yeah. But uh, but I think even then, but it's like, but Scott Boris got you results. This is true. He, Scott he, he Boris gets got you results. Red. Drew Rosenhaus got you results. You know, it's like, look, David Falk. You remember, I mean, David Falk was that dude.
5: I've heard. And it, and it, <clears throat> was,
2: and it was like, all right, you know, he had Jordan, he had Barkley, yeah, you know, Darn it, everybody on Nike, you know, Mm -hmm. but he got results. I think Dio
5: brought that up on Twitter too when he was talking about CAA basketball, how they were, they get their guys' results. He's like, Chris Paul got 120 120 million.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely got his guy results. And that's the name of the game is results. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: If your clients are, if you start to see a trend where guys, Perceive themselves as losing money, yeah. getting yep. less value than they feel like they should have in contracts, ending up in situations they don't want to be. That will eventually start to, you know, hurt your brand as an agent, because there are especially if, how can I say this? You can't send all of your clients to go play with LeBron and win rings. <laughs> yeah. Is that? What, I mean, oh, which name one of his clients who's won a ring without being a LeBron teammate?
2: Because mm-hmm. oh. LeBron has
1: not won all the rings over the years. No, no, he's lost more than he's won. So there's a, there's a nice little group of t- other guys who could
2: win rings. Is uh, Steph Curry a clutch sports guy? Mm-hmm. Dream on is. Drake? Draymond, Draymond is, is. okay. So th- there you so, have
1: but it. But I'm not sure if he was a clutch sports guy when they were winning.
2: No, he wasn't. No,
1: exactly. Just recently. Just
2: recently. So Draymond signs with clutch, and then they stop winning. Golden State just stops winning. <coughs> no. <Nah.
4: laughs>
2: All right. Wait a minute. Now, now, now. Here's the thing. We asked. We, we, we I, I put it out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put it out there. He asked to jump in. Let's do it. And now he's, and now he's here. <laughs> A D.O. Royster had to jump in Listen, from, the, from Liberty look, Ballers.
3: You put up You put up the bat signal. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> okay. Is this is this where is this where uh, the the I love Luke Walton fan club uh, checks in? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, in? Uh, it's, it's not a fan club. I just showed a little <laughs> respect for his eye basketball IQ. I, I don't know I, if he's I, a great motivator or a great head coach, but I think he does have a decent ball IQ.
3: Listen, when it comes to the Walton family, I trust Bill Walton's surfing prowess, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Co- co- there are a couple other
2: things I, I, you know, that Bill Walton has a taste for that. You know, I, I would trust, but we can't get into that on this family, particular. Family show. Yeah, it's a family yeah, show. <laughs> family you know, but, but he does have mm-hmm. a love for botany that I that I respect.
3: But mm-hmm. none- uh, no, that that would be legal botany, correct? Yeah, well, well in, correct in some states. In some states. In some states. All
2: right. Look, Adio, want yes. th- I want your I I need your thoughts now. All right. I I, I want your thoughts now. You and I, if you and I had a conversation at our man Javon's wedding, sat there shout while out, we while we, Jovan, we, we- by the way. What'd you
3: say? Shout out Javon, by the way. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: Uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah. Both my peoples got married that weekend. Jonesy got married that weekend. Javon got married that weekend. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's It right. did. Congratulations. It did. to you. Uh-huh. Hey, like both uh, both my peoples got married that weekend. But a deal. You and I sat there and we had we had the Ben Simmons conversation. And you know we we talked about it like, and we had both agreed that this we we didn't think it was necessarily a good idea unless the perfect trade came about.
3: And now I'm not even asking for the perfect trade. What I'm asking for is a trade that is not pennies on the dollar. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Minnesota really wants Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons wants out of Philly fine whatever but uh, Malik Beasley and nonsense is not gonna get it done I'm not the biggest fan of D'Angelo Russell but that's pretty much what it's gonna take uh, when no. it comes when it, it comes no. to I know I know D'Angelo. he's a different kind of guard but I mean he'll give you more points than Ben Simmons theoretically it would work in a pick and roll, pick and pop situation because D'Angelo Russell can do far more things offensively than Ben Simmons does. That being said, I still wouldn't love it, but you can kind of sell that at least where you're just like, okay, uh, D'Angelo will actually attempt a three-pointer from time to time, sometimes when you don't want him to. When it comes to Ben's wanting to play in California, uh, that's, that's nice. I'm, I'm happy you want to play in California, but that's that's not happening. Mm. Um, and I want to go back to something you said about Rich Paul and uh, communicating with uh, general managers, owners, etc. And I tweeted this to you. Rich Paul needs to understand, right now, you're not dealing with David Griffin. You're not dealing with Ernie Grunfeld in Washington when you're trying to get John Wall his Supermax. This is Daryl G.D. Maury you're dealing with now. And Daryl is not that dude. Daryl does not care. Right? Uh-huh. He, wanted, he wanted Chris Paul real bad. He got Chris Paul. He wanted Chris Paul to stay. Tillman for to force his hand to get Westbrook. Daryl left shortly thereafter. Daryl is not that dude to be messing with hmm Because he just does not give a F. Mm-hmm. He's I agree do, completely. He's going to do what's best for his team and his organization in the situation that's handed to him. Rich, you want to keep messing around, your client is going to find his way to Cleveland with Lowry Markinen and Evan Mobley and that poo-poo platter of guards that they have if you want to keep messing around. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You you jeopardize your client's possibility to get another Supermax contract. You already F that up because Simmons is not eligible to get another Supermax because he's not on his rookie deal anymore. You're costing your client tens of millions of dollars. And you're also out here helping Tyrese Maxey catch strays when it's not his business. You got mm-hmm. beef between Ben Simmons and Josh Harris, Daryl Morey, whatever. Tyrese Maxey didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to be dragging his name into this.
1: And so right before you hopped on, I was asking the, the, the guys, are we starting to see a pattern where Rich Pauls and his clients may be almost – where he where rich paul may almost become a pattern of giving his his clients advice where he's overplaying their hand or overestimating their value we were we were reflecting on what happened with nerlands and what noel where he feels like he lost money because he was given bad advice and like is that something you could see becoming a major problem
3: i tweeted this out and Um, John probably saw this Jovan definitely saw this because I'm pretty sure he retweeted it but I'm of the mindset right now in 2021 that Rich Paul is the worst thing to happen to the NBA since the cocaine epidemic and it's not even close (laughs) it is not even close Okay, what Rich Paul is doing I applaud him in some ways for getting the best for some of his clients LeBron mm-hmm. James, Anthony Davis, John Wall, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Nerlens Noel, he screwed the pooch on that. Montreal Harrell cost him tens of millions of dollars. Like, I don't know what. Is it just name recognition? Fine, sure. You want to hop on the Rich Paul's coattails? That's fine. But understand that if your name isn't LeBron James, you're not that important. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm lebron is bringing in the big money anthony davis is bringing in the big money if you're not one of those two guys it doesn't matter and then compare that to another agency like caa sure they got high profile guys like devin booker donovan mitchell i believe they have zion and they have paul george sure they have those high level high profile guys mm-hmm. but keep in mind Chris Paul, who just who turned 36, got $120 million over four years this offseason. This is without winning a championship. Chris Paul got $120 million on uh, four years just based off of what he did in Phoenix. Okay, fine. Chris Paul is a name, whatever. It's fine. Big mm-hmm. name. He's still kind of high profile. Okay, I'll hit you with this one. Um, another CAA client. Did you know that Danilo Gallinari got 20 mil a season last offseason? Yep. Uh, Danilo Gallinari is not high profile guys. He, he's just not. And and CAA that or that grew. They got Danilo Gallinari 20 million a season.
2: Can you name one agent
3: under CAA? No. And that's, you know, pro- and that's probably you know,
2: that's probably their selling point.
3: You know CAA. That's what you know. You don't mm-hmm. know Rich Paul, you don't like it's just like the old saying when it comes to like offensive linemen in football games. If you don't know who your offensive linemen are, that means they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Because you're not hearing their name. Mm-hmm.
1: When you hear their name get called something you know something went wrong.
2: Exactly. I think honestly, I think there before when you started when when you started hearing Agents' names becoming celebrities. You know, it, uh, it, like, Rosenhouse is Rosenhouse, the only one that comes to mind. Rosenhaus, you know, Rosenhouse, David Falk, Scott Boris. You know, Scott Boris. You know, only reason like you
1: knew David Falk's name was because of Michael Jordan. Yeah,
2: no, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, Scott Boris to be the first super agent. Yes, but I. No, I well, let's see. Rosenhouse, I I, I knew because
1: Rosenhouse is in there.
2: Yeah, because yeah. of To. But once once he got there, like his, his name didn't go anywhere.
3: Right. You know,
2: and even, it was like, even you...
3: though Rosenhaus had his issues mm-hmm. and like they're they're well documented with like T.O. and everything else. But you could still kind of see where, you know, Rosenhaus at least fought for his like lower level clients. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Whereas you don't see Rich Paul out here. Banging the glass for Kentavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> you don't really see him banging the drum for those guys. It's, like, it's almost he, like like he signs those guys package. just yeah. to fill out LeBron's team. Yeah. Yep. Like is is <laughs> is Rich Paul out here saying like oh my my client J R Smith he hasn't gotten a contract yet I I feel that's I feel that's ridiculous. <laughs> Meanwhile J R Smith is out here you know trying to do a golf thing. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with J.R. Smith, but he's, he's a golfer not playing he's a, he's, basketball.
2: He's a college golfer now.
3: He's a mm-hmm. college golfer. Like, okay, Rich, that that's how you treat some of your clients? Okay, sure. Yeah.
4: Mhm.
6: So,
3: I uh, if... you know, it, it's almost it's almost comical to me that uh Kawhi Leonard, like his his uncle does most of his negotiating, but Kawhi Leonard, by and large, has been doing very well for himself. And... Didn't did Joel Embiid yeah. just
2: ne- negotiate a supermax on his own?
3: Yeah. I uh, yes.
2: Joel Embiid just got the supermax on his own. He out there with Daryl Morey and, and and Josh Harris, just playing. They was out there playing tennis out in West Philly, and he got his, worked himself <laughs> out the uh, the supermax. And, I mean, now, me- meanwhile, off- Rich Paul is out here about to get Ben Simmons screwed.
3: Now, going off of that point, I want to ask the three of you this, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while. Okay. So you have these guys that go to college, the the one and dones, or they stay for like two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that it is monumentally important that if these guys and these coaches feel that they are these one and done type players, I feel like one semester at most should be an entire, it should just be built on business management. Finance. Mm-hmm. Financial
1: education, mm-hmm. business, financial
3: skills, also, education. Absolutely. Because to me, that, that would a, be lot a lot of these kids you're seeing me, a lot of these yeah. kids getting taken advantage of because they don't know what the heck they're doing. To me mm-hmm. that should be a that would be a selling point.
2: Because what you're also seeing with these with, with a lot of these kids, like you saw with Ben Simmons, as soon as the basketball season was over, he was done.
3: That was it. That was it. Yep.
2: He didn't you know, it's not even two semesters. Halfway uh-huh. through the second semester. That, you know, because remember, in uh, Ben Simmons's only college year, they didn't even make a postseason playoff. Playoffs Mm-mm. didn't make they, the NCAA. They,
1: they declined the NIT invitation. Yeah,
2: turned down the NIT. Right. Didn't make the NCAA tournament. So that's February. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons didn't make midterms. <laughs> Second semester. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, God. But honestly, to me, I would think like if you're if you're a coach. And you're sitting in somebody's living room and it's like, look, not only are we going to get you on television, we're going to get you on television. We're going to get you seen by these coaches. We're going to get you seen by these scouts. We're going to put you in the NBA. We're going to make you rich. And not only but if you come here, we will train you up. So not only will you get rich, but you'll stay rich. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. To
2: me, that should be a selling point. If I'm running a, you know, if I'm running a program, and maybe it's just like coaches is like, look, you know what? Once you don't play for me, I really don't care what happens to you. If you go broke, you go broke. Not my problem. <laughs> well, but you got me. Well, hopefully,
1: I, I will say that now. Hopefully, that the illusion of amateurism is dissipating in college sports. Yeah. That hope and the NIL money is yep. is here now, and those types of things. Agents will be around that hopefully these major programs, division one schools will start putting more emphasis into financial education because it's gonna be right there in their laps now. They can't ignore it anymore with the NIL money being here.
3: And here's here's something I'll say, going back to these young kids coming into the league, right? I hope I hope Anthony Edwards is paying hard attention to what's going on with Clutch and Rich Paul. Because Anthony Edwards, I believe, is the last number one overall pick that signed with Clutch. Uh, Kate Cunningham is with uh, Schwartz Group. Zion mm-hmm. is with CAA. If I'm Anthony Edwards, I'm paying attention really hard to the situation, and what's going on. Because mm-hmm. when you're playing in a city like the Minneapolis, you're playing for the Timberwolves, I guarantee you, you're going to want out. And when that happens, Better have the best representation that you can get, mm-hmm. and a- absolutely. Right now, I don't think Rich Paul and Clutch Sports is it, because mm-hmm. coming out of
1: a city like Minnesota, where teams aren't going to be watching, fans teams aren't watching you every night. Nope, you don't have. You're not even if you're a highly skilled player, unless you're KG. You're not going to have that reputation mm-hmm. coming out. So your market value, without good representation, won't be where. It won't be maximized unless your agent's really doing his job.
2: And And if I'm I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: If I'm CAA and I'm watching all this play out, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. What youngsters can we pluck from uh, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and say, okay, we see how Clutch treats their clients. This is how we treat our clients. Mm -hmm. This is our clientele. Not only do we deal with basketball, but we deal with all sports so we have a litany of knowledge about how to do business across multiple multiple Mm -hmm. waves of intelligence when it comes to like football baseball tennis even jesus Mm -hmm. like the caa knows how to negotiate across all streams across all levels of competition across all sports And if I'm CAA, I'm looking at guys like Anthony Edwards. I'm looking at guys that like the lower level clutch guys like Lonzo Ball, maybe like saying, okay, clutch got you this in this off season, but you're, you're, you're getting rich, but you're in Chicago. We Mm -hmm. can, we can get you rich and possibly compete for a championship, which makes you even more money down the road. Like. THC got paid. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. (laughs) And he barely plays, <laughs> but
2: he's a clutch.
1: He's a clutch. Mm-hmm. Hey, he plays with LeBron. They'll make sure they
5: That's fill out it. LeBron's
2: roster. Oh yeah. LeBron going to be good. But, but, but I, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. But that, I was
1: just saying, I was just repeat what I said earlier. I just don't, don't know how many job openings there are for people to say, go, go play with LeBron. We'll try to win you a title. If anybody yep. who wants, has aspirations of being a star player and not just a role player on the Lakers bench. They have their own aspirations for their career. I can't really look at it and say, but based on the track record, that clutch is the best place for. Them.
2: And
3: I'll I'll say this: Embiid getting his supermax on his own. I feel like not enough people are talking about that in mm. the in the industry. Yeah. Not enough people are talking about how Joel was just like, listen, I've done all of this up until this point. I'm still technically in my prime. This is what I feel that I am worth. Mm-hmm. And by and large, Sixers fans, the organization, they all agreed.
4: Mm-hmm. Granted,
3: mm-hmm. granted, it's very like, it's very like oh, duh, you're Joel Embiid and yeah. you're the best thing that has happened to the Sixers is Allen Iverson. But at the same time, even if Zion wasn't with CAA, Zion could negotiate a nice little thing for himself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm trying to get out of New Orleans or like force. And, and that's the thing. Like, you're not going to see Zion force a hand like that. No. Well, like, know, I I think it's not in public. You're not going to, you, you well, you see
2: Zion, you see Anthony Edwards. And the thing I think about it right now is I think the, there's still a lure. There's a lure of playing with a guy like Zion. Yes. You know, when you're out mm-hmm. there and it's like, Hey, if you're in New Orleans, you're out here telling people, Hey, you know what? We have this guy. He looks like he could be the future. Could you come here and help this guy win a championship? At this point, Anthony Edwards doesn't have that. No. Nobody's going to, you know, there, there's no, I mean, Anthony Edwards is a good player, but I don't know if anybody said, if you're a free agent, you're not saying, hmm, let yeah, me go not- to Minnesota and play with Anthony Edwards, you know.
3: Worst case scenario. Let's worst case scenario. Let's say Anthony Edwards bottoms out and turns into Anthony Bennett. Is Clutch Sports really gonna be out here like toting the like banging the <laughs> drum for him at that point? They'll, Absolutely no. not. They'll probably
1: drop him from the roster and keep moving. Exactly.
3: Don't wish that on that young man. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm just saying. I'm 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 playing in worst case scenarios uh, here. Just- mm-hmm. but, but I
1: think it's a valid conversation to have.
3: I just feel like there's like neurons, I, I feel extremely bad for the kid. If all of this comes out and all of this is like true, we're still waiting in litigation or like that. But if it happens that Clutch like really screwed him out of a lot of money, that should be a serious selling point to every other industry agency on planet earth. They should point uh-huh. to Clutch Sports and say, listen, you can sign with clutch sports if you want to but this is what happened with one of their clients we guarantee you that won't happen with us <laughs> I hear
2: you. and then you sit there you you read off the guys that you got paid then you exactly. read off the guys
3: that clutch didn't get paid from all sports and see, and that's something that clutch sports can't do CAA can come out and say, "Listen, this is what we got for this basketball player, for this football player, for this baseball player, for mm-hmm. this tennis star, for the soccer, for the soccer prodigy." They can go down an entire list mm-hmm. and just be like, listen, like like a, like an Excel spreadsheet, like blown up on whiteboard, just like, hey, this is, hey, everybody, this is everybody. everybody we got paid.
2: Mm-hmm. Al Jordan was still in his prime with David Falk, and David Falk got all his clients in Space Jam. How many other how many other clutch <laughs> guys were in Space Jam too? Mm-hmm. Sean Bradley was in Space Jam. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Sean Bradley got a role in Sp- Space Jam. And he Was Anthony
3: Davis in the Space Jam remake? Was he? I think he was the only other one. Apparently.
2: Ex- exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis was in it.
3: Exactly. I mean, I mean not that it matters. I didn't I didn't I didn't John want to Wall think. wasn't in it. John Wall was not in that.
2: Draymond wasn't in it.
3: Lanzo ben Simmons Ball, wasn't
1: in it.
2: Lanzo ben Simmons wasn't, wasn't in, in it. In Jordan Clarkson wasn't <laughs> in it. KCP wasn't in it. Bledsoe wasn't in it.
3: Man, see, Chris. See, now, I, now I really want to see what a what a Space Jam movie would look like with Zion, Devin Booker, and Kyle Kuzma. Now. Exactly. I'm really now, thinking about <laughs> it, been hilarious. <laughs> so them thank them you for that.
2: Don Cheetah wouldn't have stu- wouldn't have stood a chance. But
3: don't, the, don't even in... get me started about Don Cheetah in that movie. <laughs>
2: Anyway, hey, look, gentlemen. I want to thank you guys. Uh, we, we, we might have to. We'll bring you. We, we'll bring you guys back when the Ben Simmons trade has been made official. This and, isn't over. No, no it's definitely <laughs> not over. It's, it's, it's definitely, definitely not over. But look, we you know we'll 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 be talking about this again. Hey, l- let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown, or at BITW Sports. Make sure you download this podcast. Once, sh- Shout out my man Javon Offer from DK Nation and Adio Royster for jumping in from Liberty Ballers. Thank you, and guys.
3: Ch- and cheap cheap shameless plug uh-huh, for all of the most updated Ben Simmons happening uh-huh. follow, follow Liberty Ballers it's liberty underscore ballers yes. every yes. day we have this thing covered believe us
2: all right, good 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 we, we need it covered that's uh-huh. what we need exactly Jesus. that's the if. this is <laughs> everything was all good six months ago
0: <laughs> you feeling this podcast to hear this and more Go to SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.
4: It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Just treat me better. After all, we're in this together.
3: To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash bloodpressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council.
5: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdulunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening
1: to Jonesy and Brian. Both of you, are
3: crazy. crate.
2: Both Mike Jones and John Bryant. Welcome back to the Jonesy and Brown Show. He is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Time to talk Penn State. Time to talk Nittany Lions, Nittany Lions football. They are getting ready to launch their season. They're playing. Got a big game early. Early in the season, right out the back. Big Ten opponent. They're playing Wisconsin. So let's bring in from the, it is the center daily, right? Yep, Center Daily Times. Center <laughs> Daily Times. My man, Kyle Andrews. We've known Kyle for a long time. Formerly of the uh, the Baltimore Sun. We've had him on to talk Ravens before, but now he's here talking Penn State football. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How are you all doing? We are oh, well. Uh, good, we are, we, good. We are Thanks well. for We're, coming. So, Jonesy, get us started. Mate. All right, so, Kyle, you're up at Penn
1: State. I... I've always called myself a Penn State fan. Penn's mm-hmm. Pennsylvania's home. That's the state college. So I've always followed Penn State, at least try to as much as possible, considering I got all these other pro sports to follow too. So let's let's start with the basics. Um, Penn State, Big Ten, coming off of the COVID season last year, trying to get back to some sense of normalcy what was the feeling like at penn state leading up to their opening game what how's that feeling been well i can tell you one thing everybody's
6: feeling a lot more confident than they were last season i know um you know things were off last year you know a lot of teams didn't know when they were starting a lot of teams had some changes penn state was one of those teams and mm-hmm. you know Our biggest, you know, concern as a, uh, I guess, as a, uh, as a number of media members that cover Penn State, one of our biggest concerns was that, you know, how would Penn State's defense look this year coming into everything? And I think now you have a defense that I think is way, I mean, is way more charged up. Uh, I think the cornerbacks are great. I mean, Joey Porter Jr. is up there. Killing it right now. I think he's a, he's a very good player. Um, You know, they have a lot of depth there.
2: Um, You said Joe, you said Joey Porter Jr. Yes. Joey Porter
6: Jr. Yes. That Joey Porter. Yep. It feels, it feels crazy to me because I remember I was, I was in middle school watching Joey Porter play, but you know, I, I just look at, I look at that defense, that defense is stronger than it was last season maybe even more so than the defense. I mean, the defense has, the defense is actually the strength of this team coming into this season. I think offensively, of course, um, you know, people had some concerns about Sean Clifford at quarterback. I think Clifford, he needs to be more consistent. Last year, he got benched at one point in the season for Will Levis, and now Will Levis is the starting quarterback in Kentucky. So it, it you know, that, that's one of those situations where now Sean Clifford, okay, you have to step up. There's no one really behind you that is prepared to take over that starting role. You have to make it, you have to make some strides and he's a red shirt senior. So, you know, he's been here already for four years and now he has, I mean, this is, he's a guy that should know, the. I mean, he should know his, his way around state college. He should know a way, his way around uh Penn State football, you know, his way around the Big Ten. And, I mean, last year he just didn't look too good. So, now he's going to have to step up. And I think he can. Now he has a number of running backs. He has Keevon Lee. He has, uh, you know, Noah Kane, John Lovett, and a couple other guys, Devin Ford. Um, you know, it, it's, it's too many guys to count with that, uh, with that running back group that they have. So, you know, when it comes to that, I, I mean, they have five good, great running backs that could probably start at most colleges across the country. Then you have, uh, you know, their receiving core is solid with Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington. So then you got the two tight ends uh, and Brendan Strange and um, Theo Johnson, who I think, you know, we always talk about uh, double tight end sets. I think they can get they could get a little bit into that as well. So I think this Penn State team. You know, they have a lot of upside. Um, it's just all about a capitalizing on it. So people are excited about the team just with the, with the surrounding area. I think way more so than last year even.
1: So with that excitement and talent they have there, is the feeling around campus that they will be able to compete in the Big Ten this year?
6: I don't think, though – I don't think anyone's expecting – anybody to beat Ohio State um within reason I think they they understand Penn State I think this year you know people came in with reasonable expectations they okay. saw what happened last year mm-hmm. they're they're looking to jump back up to where they were which I think you know Penn State at its best right now I think is a is second in the big 10 east which is which is honestly great and they uh, you know in that sense if you go if Penn State goes and beats, Ohio State I I couldn't I mean I couldn't imagine it happening and not not especially going into Ohio State and not with Ohio State's roster but you know I think this team is maybe a year off of you know being able to compete against Ohio State maybe a couple years before they could even think about beating Ohio State but I think everybody's being realistic about their goals this season I've heard. You know, some people say I think they, they'll win eight games. I've heard some people say nine, ten. I had them at, uh, I, I believe it's ten wins this season. Um, I'm a little bit on the high end of, I guess, the realistic scale. You know, I've had some people say I wouldn't be surprised to see them win seven. Now, I don't think that team's bad enough that they're going to lose that many games, only get seven <laughs> victories, but... You know, I, I think the talent's too much it, it's too deep. I think they have they're too deep at running back, they're too deep at uh tight end, they're too deep. I mean, all the other positions I think they're deep at it's just that like we said, you know, offensive line, there's I think they get in there they get in their bearings at offensive line, defensive line, they get in their bearings at defensive line. If those two groups hold up, I think this is, you know, like I said, nine ten win team.
2: Um you you look at their schedule and I think the first thing that jumps out to you is that they're playing a conference opponent so early in the season. You know, and you see Wisconsin. Of course, you know like you you would expect a team like Ball State to be on their on their schedule early in the season. You expect the ball state to be on there early. You expect uh uh Villanova to be on their schedule early. But I'm watching their fir- I'm watching their uh their first three games, you got Wisconsin and you got Auburn on the schedule. How yep. daunt how daunting is that? And how I guess like how prepared do you feel like this team is for this type of schedule right out the shoot? Like they're jump you know, they're 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 diving in head first.
6: I think for Wisconsin, I mean they that's the thing about Penn State. I think James Franklin came in there understanding that this is a game, I mean, this is a crazy game to start the season off. You know, you can't go into Wisconsin thinking, oh, we're going to blow this team out. But they're also not sitting up there being, um, you know, acting like they have their tails stuck between their legs. Like, I mean, this is a, a team that they know they have the senior leadership. They have guys that are younger that have had that experience of, you know, playing tough road games. So I don't think anything's above them. But at the same time, I also think that, you know, it is tough. I mean, you like you said, you have Wisconsin, you have Auburn. Ball State's a good team. We got to consider that. Ball State beat, I mean, they won their conference last season. Um, so between those three teams, I mean, that's tough. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I was like, you cannot overlook any of those opponents. You can't overlook, you know, an Iowa as well. Uh, Of course, I mean we all know that we all know about Iowa, we all know about Wisconsin, but Ball State you can't overlook Auburn. I think they'll, I think surprisingly enough, Auburn out of those four or five games, I think it's probably going to be the one that I think Penn State probably smokes Auburn, Um, Mm. and I'll I'll say this because I think one the situation with that coach being unvaccinated at Auburn. causes for a lot of distractions. I mean, people have been grilling them about that question. Number two, I don't think Bo Nix, I mean, I don't think Bo Nix is starting by the third game of the season. So, you know, I, I, I mean, between those three things, I I just think it'll, I'm not saying it'll be a cakewalk, but I'm thinking out of those games, I think that might be the easiest one, especially considering that it's a home game. Everybody's going to get up for that one. Um, I'm guessing it's a. It might be a college game day game, especially considering that it's going to be a night game on ABC. It's at Happy Valley. You know, we all know everybody from Auburn's traveling up, yeah. so you know it's going to be 107 deep, uh, 107,000 deep. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to sleep for that game.
1: So. Well, as JV mentioned the schedule, you see Wisconsin early in the year. you've got teams like Auburn and such this year. And I hit, I start thinking about the schedule, what comes to my mind is, do we think or not even do we think, but with what's happening in the shift of the landscape of college football, the SEC is consolidating power. There's a handshake agreement between the Big Ten. the What was the Big Ten, the Pac-10, and the ACC? ACC. Yeah. yeah, with the handshake agreement. should We should be expecting to see these type of games earlier in the season more often. And how do you think that will affect teams going forward?
6: I'll be honest with you. I think it'll make college football a better product. You know, we don't want to see, um, you know, Penn State playing against uh, little sisters of the poor university in the first game of the season. I mean, just to be but, honest, but like, they, they I need, don't want to see that.
2: They, but they need that check, though. You
6: oh, know? of course. They they do. And I think that's where college, you know, college athletics, we always talk about how it's the has versus the have-nots. And yeah. that's, that's not funny either because – you know, we all I mean we also know as you know, people that are very familiar with HBCUs, how HBCUs have been underfunded for god knows how long, and that includes the athletic programs, and that's not on those schools nine times out of ten. Um, so there are some systemic things with that, but when it comes to some schools like, you know, if Towson's playing against <laughs> Towson's playing against Maryland and they're getting crushed against Maryland. 70 something and nothing or they're playing against uh, lsu you know it's not moving a needle for those two schools but it's definitely moving a needle for towson Mm -hmm. you know so i think for penn state i i think it's good for them that they're inside of this agreement you know i think that now you could get some of those old rivalries back i mean me personally i want to see the backyard brawl back i think w if I'm if I'm being completely honest, I think West Virginia goes back. I think they go to the ACC when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But I think when West Virginia goes to the ACC, of course you get Pitt versus, uh, yeah, Pitts playing against WVU, or you could get mm-hmm. WVU versus Maryland every year. Mm-hmm. They're rivals, and that's happening this season already. That you could get, you know, Maryland versus, or I guess Penn State versus you know one of those schools or Penn State gets to travel over to uh USC or something. I think Bring those are Penn gonna State make for versus
2: great- Pitt, you know?
6: Yeah, Penn State Pitt. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so-,
2: so do you think cuz you know you're around the team. Do you think they would prefer the way this uh the schedule is now with uh Wisconsin, with in Auburn, with uh you know, with with schools like that on their schedule so early? You think they'd prefer this?
6: I don't know if they necessarily prefer it, but I think... I mean, I know the fans do. Oh, yeah, the fans absolutely do. But, yeah, I I think the teams... You know, the players will tell you right now we want to play against the best opponents. Mm. Coaches will probably say the same things now. Will the AD say the exact same thing? I don't know. Mm. You know, but at the same time, I will say that they're going to come up and they're going to be excited to play games. All of them are going to be excited to play games with, you know, if you... Penn State-USC Penn State would be an insane game. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State-Oregon. You know, Oregon's already playing against Ohio State this season, so we could see more um, matchups like that. Or we could see Penn State-Clemson. You know, and, and things like this might develop new rivalries. You know, Penn State could play, even at, let's say, I mean, surprisingly enough, I don't know if you all have been checking this out, but Boston College has been you know, getting some, getting a ton of recruits. If Boston College gets good one, I mean, again, one day, I mean, they've been poaching a ton of recruits from Maryland. They've been poaching a ton of recruits from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be a, a new good rivalry for Penn State. You know, you get another tw- team in the Northeast or, for instance, Syracuse isn't, mm-hmm. we, we have to consider Syracuse isn't far from Penn State either. No. Not, and, not um, you know, I think it'll. I think it'll be even better for basketball. Truthfully, basketball. This, you know, this uh, alliance is amazing because it'll be able to start soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have. I mean, I, I hope Maryland versus Duke in basketball again. I hope mm-hmm. Maryland versus North Carolina oh, yeah. in basketball again. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I want to see. Or the old Big East rivalries. Mm-hmm.
2: That's one thing again. I I miss. Like, I I, I missed those those rivalries those basketball rivalries, you talked yes. about like Maryland, Duke, Maryland, Carol- Carolina, you know, it like, I, I understood the financial explanation mm-hmm. as to why a Maryland would leave the ACC for the big 10. But those were some great basketball games.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, those, those, were, you know, and I, I didn't have a horse in the race. So it was like, I just, you could just sit there and enjoy a, a good basketball game. Because it's like, you know, Maryland used to get up for Carolina and get get up for Duke. They, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that fan base and that student body wanted to be that, you know, right. that third power of the ACC. And when you talk about the ACC, of course, you talk about Duke, you talk about Carolina. They wanted to be in there too. But 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 getting getting back to football and and you talked about like natural uh, rivalries. As far as like just uh, geographical rivals, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I would love to see Syracuse become a power again. Syracuse ain't been a power since McNabb. Right. You know, uh, Boston College. You know, when's the last time <clears throat> you talked about Boston College football? Matt Ryan, maybe. Yeah. That that might be, ma- yeah. Ma- honestly, ma- yeah. Ma- maybe, yeah. So I mean, uh, that 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 would be good. And honestly, I I think that. Like, people, people get up for college football. And there's always going to be that pocket of people that say college football is better than pro football. But I think, honestly, you get tired of the fact that it's the, you know, it's every year it's the Alabamas and the Clemsons, every, you know, in Ohio State. You, you want somebody else to be in that mix. It's time for, you know, it's time for another team. You see, if you're not – if you're not a born and bred Alabama fan or a Clemson fan or Ohio state fan, you know, they're cool with their teams being the national championship picture every year. Everybody else wants something else. So, I mean,
6: I mean, I totally uh-oh. agree with you on that. And, mm-hmm. and another thing too is, I just, I want to see, I mean, one, you want to see good football. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, you want to see, you want to see the fans get up and want to actually come to these games. Cause I'll tell you right now, being from Maryland, seeing, you know, Maryland, like we talked about Maryland football, I mean, basketball, but Maryland football, the only time people are coming to Maryland football games is when they're playing against either geographically close opponents or they're playing against opponents that, you know, have a huge following like Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, schools like mm-hmm. that. And I think it, the more you add games like that where teams can play against team, uh, other teams where, you know, the fans will come out, fans will have a have a ball coming out the games like that. Um, you know, to me, I, I'm adding that immediately. I don't understand why, you know, so many before all this, I feel like, so many athletic directors were afraid to add games like this, you know, now everybody's afraid of the sec. So they're like, okay, well, we got to make a move now, you know, and, and hopefully like this, this alliance, I, I mean, hopefully it doesn't get rid of the rivalries that some ACC schools have with the sec. Like, uh, you know, you want to see George, even though Georgia tech's gonna get smoked by Georgia every year in football, you, you still want to see that even though Clemson is going to smoke South Carolina every year you still want to see that mm-hmm. um, you know I I want to I want to continue to see these rivalries I want to continue to see Florida State versus uh you know Florida or Miami versus Florida I want to still see those so you know that those they also need to keep that in mind that just because you have this alliance doesn't mean that you necessarily need to get rid of your existing rivalries that you have with some of these other programs. I mean, because truthfully, you know, going back to, like I said, going back to Maryland, I, I mean, we all remember Maryland playing against Navy 10 years, what was it, 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. They packed MNT Bank Stadium. Could you imagine if Penn State went and played Temple and played at, at the link or mm-hmm. Penn State goes and plays, like you said, Penn State versus Pitt. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you
2: know, I you're mean, back in the stadium. I, I don't Now now at this point now I'm going I'm I'm strictly going off memory because I'm not sure if Temple has played Penn State since Jopa. Have they play, did they play them in a in in a Bill O'Brien or uh question? That is a good I, question. I, I, I know I know when it's been when, a while. I know when Pater- I know they played Penn State at the link with Paterno. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they played. I don't know if Penn State has been back to the link, back to the link since paternal. Oh, somebody, 2016
6: somebody, That was the last time. All right. Oh, what in in the link? Uh, let me see. Because they came to Penn State. Uh, let's see. Try to figure out the last time they came to Philly. That was that was in two thousand fifteen. So.
2: Because Tem- Temple beat Penn State that year. Yeah. What?
6: Uh yes, yeah, they, sure, sure, did. Yep, they yep. sure did. Yep,
2: they sure did. Yep. Mm hmm. I I remember, I remember I remember that, but it was I mean it was still like Temple was still on the come up. That was still. I, I believe that might have been Matt Rule.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, that, was was that was Matt yeah. Rule. That was and Matt Rule.
2: That was Matt
6: Rule. Was a Penn. He was a Penn State guy. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. the last time they played was 2016. It looks. like yeah, right. that was the last time they played, uh-huh. and that was at Penn State.
1: Yeah, at Penn State, Penn State won that one. Mm-hmm. The year before. They played. They played two year, three out of four, three out of five years. It looks like 12, 14, 15, and sixteen.
2: Okay, there you go. And,
1: and Temple won one of them, the twenty fifteen game.
2: At, at the link. Mm hmm. Okay. 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 I, I still want to see. I would love to see that. But before we let you go, just want to. Uh, what are your? I guess. Just predictions for Saturday. You got Penn State starting their season against. On the road against Wisconsin, tough matchup. What is your prediction for Saturday? So,
6: I sent my predictions in earlier to Senator uh, Daly, and um,
2: have ha- have you released them yet? i have I- not yet, uh, but
6: I'll get I'll give you guys a sneak preview, though. Oh, I'll see. give I'll give you guys a sneak preview. I'm Tom going here Penn State us- over Wisconsin, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Thanks, the Angels out here
2: sneak- giving us exclusives.
6: That's okay, okay. Right. That's but what tune I'm in for about. the rest of it. You gotta you gotta look at the ulti- other picks too that I made. But yeah, I mean it's it's gonna
1: be because we made picks for the entire big ten. So okay.
2: Okay. 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 Well, right, make though. sure I,
1: you gotta let us know where everybody can find. Where, yeah. Let everybody know where they can find that stuff.
6: Yeah. Okay. Tell so, us,
2: um, let us know where you can find it.
6: Okay, so you can follow me at Kyle J Andrews underscore on Twitter. And then of course I write for the Center Daily Times. So mm-hmm. you can go on www.centerdaily.com. And that's C-E-N-T-R-E daily.com. So not not C-E-N, I mean, yeah, it's C-E-N-T-E-R, but T-R-E. So okay. just keep that in mind for everybody. And, uh, yeah, read up. We, um, you know, we do a lot of predictions over the week. Um, you know, we do key matchups too. Um, I think Penn State, like I said, it'll be a close game, but I think they pull out the victory. Um three-point game. I think they, you know, Penn State, they're looking pretty good. They got a, they got a ton of young guys too that, uh, you know, I think they have one kicker that's coming in, and Mitchell Rowe, who's a, who's a freshman, who he's pretty good too. Um, you know, they, they, their kicking game look pretty good. So um, I think that's, what's going to get them the victory. Because I think these teams are evenly matched as of right now.
2: Definitely, definitely. All right, well, we want to thank Kyle Andrews for checking us out, spending some time talking some uh, Penn State football. We will definitely have you back, good brother. We appreciate you.
6: Appreciate you guys, too. Thank you
2: for Um, having me on. All right. Once again, that's Kyle Andrews from the Center Daily Times. Make sure you check him out for all your Penn State news. Remember, you can check us out anytime you want. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at sports. Or at Jonesy and Brown We were Jonesy and Brown You can download this podcast On Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio uh, iTunes Wherever you get the podcast Just search best in the world sports He is Mike Jones I am John Brown Thank you for checking out Jonesy and Brown We'll catch you guys later Peace y'all
0: hey, you feeling this podcast To hear this and more Go to soundcloud.com as B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brand. Brand